there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare that's what i always say you always follow yeah yeah this is follow the money with mitch moss and Polly howard on vsin Good to have you on board here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Jonathan Von Tobel in today for Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings. And we're going to go over their numbers now for Week 17 in the National Football League. We do have uh, another Thursday night game. It's the Jets at the Browns, the opener now, because uh, how about this movement here? The Browns opened six and a half on Sunday night. It hit seven, and now it's on the opposite side of that key number. Browns are sitting at seven and a half, total of 36. Now, I know it's looked great. It's looked sexy. I joked Joe Flacco for MVP yesterday. That's how we do this, right? Right. Uh, although what he has meant to the team, you can't ignore it at this point. You got to love the shot. Stefanski might do this and pull off coach of the year. Um, so it's a great story right now. The Jets should have blown that game. They almost did against the Commanders. They were up big, let them come back into the game. game. Uh, Brissett looked good after the Howell debacle went sideways yet again. Are they lay, Are the Browns laying too many now in the spot? I'm going to look ahead in some spots the week prior. was five and a half in favor of Cleveland. So this has gone a really long way, but I got to say, it's not like I, I'm really running to the window to grab it with the New York Jets. Like Even Simeon in that game, PFF passing grade 41.6. This is my favorite stat from that game. An average depth of target for Simeon of 3.6 yards downfield. Uh-huh. Like it was just, there's, there's, I don't even know what's worse than, you know, like, like bottom of the barrel quarterback play. No matter who that the Jets are putting in there. And Cleveland's good enough. And you mentioned it. I love what Stefanski's doing. It's this high variance. We're just going to keep taking shots. We're going to maximize everything that we have. Because even if you go back to that, that pick that Flacco threw against the Texans, right? 
All right, throw a pick five, you know, 40 yards downfield because guess what? He's going to step out of bounds at the 18 and you're fine. It's like a punt. I, I, I think I'd rather be on Cleveland's side. I think for sure maybe you're looking at like a Jets team total under. I think there's a realistic shot where they're not doing anything here with any sense of uh, like offense. But I don't know why I would run to back the New York Jets after what I've been watching. Now, this is going to be a very popular teaser leg as well because we do have some yes. teaser options on the board this week that do make some sense. This one with a total of 36 would certainly fit into that criteria of the uh, very popular Wong teasers. Uh, I've mentioned this several times now, the way that Flacco has unlocked David Njoku, scored another touchdown, and look at the playmaking now. Amari Cooper quietly here having another really good season, but it's been... They put up a stat on the broadcast of that game where Cooper has achieved like so many yards in his career. He's like one of like four guys to have games of like over 200, whatever it was, like some crazy number in the game receiving. He's one of like four guys in history to do it in a single game. And I think he's, I think he did it with three teams now, Browns, Cowboys, and the Raiders. So he's a wide receiver one. Um, Well, clearly they're not number, but you know what I mean? Overall, Njoku, very good. The ground game, I guess, is where you might have some issues here. And that was a very good Brees Hall game, especially for fantasy peeps. He's capable of doing that against a lot of people, but now you have this narrative again, JVT, where it's Brown's defense at home compared to what it's been like on the road throughout the year. Yep. Saturday, there is one game. Detroit at Dallas Cowboys, 6.5 this morning, and uh, the opener was 5.5 on Sunday night. That total is 53.5 today. I think it makes sense. Dallas is clearly much more comfortable at home. And they did a good job. They get that elongated drive. They end up losing because, again, I don't understand the concept of playing soft coverage on potential game-winning drives when the other team needs a field goal. But I think that on a fast track against a Tiger or Tigers, I don't know why I went Tigers, uh, against a Lions team that is perfectly capable of at least matching you in terms of pace and scoring also on a friendly track, I think that this one would make sense to go over that number. The question is, do you believe in Dallas and the role of bully that they have played at home all year long? Because I think, look, I kind of think so, but I also bet Dallas against Miami over the weekend yep. and thought that they were going to be able to pull that off against a defense that I view to be pretty average. Yep, same here. I really want to be on Dallas again this week, but yep. I, I just I don't know at that number if I can do it or not. And I, I just think, like, realistically, I mean, I guess I get it. I just don't know why, like, a change is going back to Dallas would really change you that much as a team. I know. Where you can win by these margins well, and absolutely blow teams out. Like, why aren't you capable of that away from home? We saw it in the NBA last year with the Warriors. Yep. That was a thing that lasted for the entire year. And it was ugly. It never really got better. And it impacted them in the playoffs as well. Uh, Carolina's playing at Jacksonville. Carolina, they were game against a, a bad Green Bay defense. Well, guess what? Now they it opened up six in this game. Jacksonville favored. It's now six and a half total, 37 and a half. They're going to be getting another bad defense this week. And who's going to be playing quarterback for Jacksonville? Right. I think I'm kind of – so one of the other plays that, we had, that I had was Carolina against Green Bay. And I kind of think that I'm on the point where near the end of the year, I think it's going to be kind of ride Carolina, dare I say. I think we're at the bottom of the barrel for the power rating, right? And you can stumble into some covers because these numbers are so high. You saw some competitiveness against uh, they, I think it was a little bit more about the Packers defense. We've seen how bad that can be. But I don't know. I think I'm going to be on the train of, like, especially if we're going to talk about floating around, if you get to that full seven, I think I might be on Carolina going forward. Uh, that's the only side that I could have possibly taken this game. Look at, look at Jack, uh, Jacksonville stretch right now. It's a four-game losing streak. Yep. Again, it goes all the way. Everything ties into that Monday night 
loss they had against the Bengals at home where they blew that game, couldn't stop Cincinnati. They lost 34-31 in overtime. They lost to the Browns on the road when they went for two, down by four. They gave up 31 points there. They never were really close against Baltimore last week. They lost that one 23-7 at home. And then whatever happened on Sunday where they couldn't get anything going. The offense was terrible. Lawrence had to get yanked out of the game to try to you know, see if they could save his leg mm-hmm. and then just like maybe preserve his chances to play for the rest of the year because they need every game like blood now yep. in order to win that division. Hey, Carolina, like really quietly, depending on where you get like your EPA metrics, like floating around like top 11 against the pass by opponent EPA standards. Like they're pretty adequate on the back end. If you could just take advantage of another team defensively and stay inside of a number like this, I think you'd be pretty live to do it. You mm. saw some fight. You saw some improvement, I think, for Bryce Young and others. Yeah, if, if this game touches seven, I'm going to have to take it with Carolina. Yep. After last night, the Niners losing big time to the Ravens, 33-19. to They hit the road. They play out Washington. The opener and the current number, it's the same 13.5. Total is 48.5. Like, who's going to be the quarterback for Washington that could change some things here because if it's Howell, odds are, well, the variance with that guy is so roller coaster that you don't know what's going to happen. But now it's back-to-back weeks where the commanders dug themselves a deep hole and then they eventually try to get out of it, and they did by pulling Howell and putting Brissett in. If Brissett starts, would you like 13.5? Is that the number if he gets to start? I think I'd rather play it over. Like, could we see a similar situation like we saw with San Francisco and Arizona a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. where you, you kind of you get better offensive play than you expect against San Francisco's defense. But San Francisco, especially coming off of the performance that they just had on Monday night, still puts up enough to get this number over the total because you can't stop San Francisco and you're at least moving the ball up and down enough to do your part to push this thing over. That might be the look. Right. That especially might, yeah. if you're going to get Brissett out there. You against, looked adequate. Against this commander's defense. Yes. Now, I know it's a short week here. They got to fly across the country. You take that one game last night, and did it hurt Purdy's chances to win the MVP? Certainly it did. Uh, in fact, he may not win now. He's 12 to 1 to win it. We, again, that might be a total overreaction, but it was awful. With the weapons they have on offense against this commander's defense, the way that they've been trending now for pretty much the entire year, mm-hmm. I mean, the Niners should score in the 30s here easily. And I think if it is Brissett, that's going to be the look then. Yep. I mean, it, the, the Jets were like a one-man show, right? You mentioned Hall. Yeah. And the explosive plays that they were getting over the weekend against them, now this well-coordinated offense with all of, these, all of this power at the skilled positions, you're going to tell me that you're containing them? Don't think so. Seems unlikely. Saints at Tampa Bay. Buccaneers open three on Sunday night, 42-and-a-half, and, a half, and uh, that's where we sit right now. Are Buc- we at the point where we're too high now? I mean, you look at Tampa Bay, what they've done. Like they, so they've, they've covered their last three. They've covered, what, six out of last eight. Sure. We're talking about, like, catching two at home versus Jacksonville, catching four at, at Green Bay, small underdog on the road against Atlanta, right? At San Francisco, catching 14 versus Tennessee, you're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Like, in all these games which they've covered and they've been on this run, we're talking about an underdog in every single one of them is saved for one. And now here you are with that key number at home against the division opponent. Mm-hmm. They're trending in the right direction. They I don't are. like I don't like the Saints team, but a full field goal now. I like their defense. The Saints defense. Yes. Yeah, it could be it could be solid. And these two teams it's a divisional game. These two teams know each other quite well. Yep. They play each other twice a year, obviously. Um Saints have to have the game like well, both teams do, obviously, but three here might be uh 
Certainly, if that would if that would touch three and a half, I don't think it would last for very long. Um, also, on Sunday we have the Rams. They open six and a half at the Giants. Total is forty two. Any interest if it's Tyrod Taylor? That number would get to seven. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. But I don't think that scenario would happen. No, I think the market would be all over that. I don't think the market would let it get to seven. Yeah. Because that's he's too, again, like I'll use the term, he's he's an adequate quarterback. He's going to run your offense, not going to put the ball in danger. He could escape pressure. No, he's he's a really solid backer to put in that position. Yeah. Could it be a tricky spot here for the Rams? Yep. Atlanta's playing at Chicago. Bears three, total is 39. Man. DJ Moore banged up. He is. And Chicago flirted with blowing that game against Arizona. Didn't do it, but flirted with it. Yeah, they it, did. You know? Yeah. And uh, I don't think Taylor Heineke's an upgrade over Desmond Ritter, but they did get a win over a Colts team that looked like they were operating pretty strong. Yeah, okay. And then, really, a marquee game that we have on Sunday. Miami's at Baltimore. Still this morning, if the Ravens looked really, really good last night, they're laying three against the Dolphins. Total is 47. And here's the uh, potentially bad news for the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel said last night that uh, Jalen Waddell, high ankle sprain, added... Those can be tricky. Obviously, that puts his availability for the rest of the regular season in doubt. Um, and this is such a well-schemed defense, Baltimore. Like, they scheme up their pass rush. Their coverage is awesome. If you're going to go into that with, uh, you know, one hand tied behind your back and not have Waddle out there. They have playmakers all over that side of the field. Yep. Yeah, that could be a really big injury for that offense. Up next, we'll continue with more games for Week 17. Some point spread movement, totals on the move and some teaser options as well for the week. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money on v Juice Reel is a free betting intelligence app and a tool that every better needs. Juice Reel links your betting accounts into one app, delivers in-depth betting analytics on your history, and there's more. 
At Juice Reel, you have access to the betting history of billions of bets placed by all Juice Reel users. This in-depth betting analytics with billions of data points enables you to tail the winning bettors and fade the losers. Find out for yourself. Download Juice Reel. Juice like orange juice and real R-E-E-L. Download the free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. It's free. Juice Reel. Juice. R-E-E-L. We continue talking week 17 numbers here. Mitch Moss along with uh, Jonathan Von Tobel. Here on Follow the Money, it's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We went over a handful of games in the previous segment on to some more of the uh, contests that we have coming up this weekend in the NFL. For example, the Patriots are on the road against the Bills. And uh, don't forget what happened the first time these two teams played when Buffalo scored late to take a lead under a minute to play. They allowed Mac Jones to go the distance, score a touchdown, and win the game <laughs> outright. That was a high-scoring game. Now the Bills, after whatever that was in L.A. against the Chargers, over the weekend are laying 12 to the Patriots. Totals 41. Similar number to what they were laying against the Chargers, right? Pretty much the exact same number. Didn't win it. Didn't cover. or They won it. Didn't cover is what I meant. Um, I don't know if like the Bills are such an odd team in terms of the variance of results. I do think it is realistic. They could come in here and cover by margin. But I think one of the underrated things about the Patriots and what Bill Belichick has done is He's just kept this defense so, so solid, right? They're above average. They're well-schemed. They keep themselves in a lot of games. It's why the season has been so frustrating because their offense has been so bad. Uh, the game against Denver Broncos is a perfect example of it. I don't think I'd be surprised if New England can stay inside of a number like this only because of how good their defense can potentially play against a division opponent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like this whole narrative now with the Bills. MVP favorite. Well, I, I can't. I mean, that's got to stop, by the way. He's, he's had 25 completions his last two games. Josh Allen's not the MVP of the league. Uh, come on. Uh, we can't just forget about what happened, uh, you know, the early part of the season. So, again, to be laying pretty much the same number on the road against the Chargers here. I get mm-hmm. it. You're back at home. Patriots playing better football than what they were for that stretch before a couple of weeks back. It's zappy. I got to tell you, Zeke's playing good. Mm-hmm. He's playing well. I mean, playing good football overall. I think if the Patriots don't cover this, it's because Zappy really starts to like take a big step back, puts the ball in danger, gives up short fields, allows the Bills to get some pretty easy scores on the board that allows them to win by margin. Because I do have faith that defensively the Patriots are going to do enough to give them a chance to be in this game, whether it's from a point spread perspective or from an outright win perspective. Now, when these two teams played last year in Buffalo, that was the week after the DeMar Ham- Hamlin incident yeah. on Monday night against the, the Bengals. And that was not... The Bills won and covered that game. I think they were laying seven and a half in that spot. They also had two kickoff returns for touchdowns yep. in that game to help win and cover. They were not that impressive. And it looked, I mean, that was a mat. Now I get it. That spot was all time for what they went through with Hamlin, uh, the Monday night spot. But I don't know, 12 is a big yeah. number, in my opinion. Tennessee's playing at, you had more in the game. I was just going to say really quickly, I do think we get to a point this year where you get teams like Buffalo, where the market, you know, we say this all the time, they got to win it. And sometimes that gets a little too factored into some yeah. of these numbers. Like just because you have to win doesn't mean you have to cover. You see that, I think, no some kidding. of these times with some of these numbers getting a little inflated. Good job bringing that up. Uh, Tennessee plays at Houston. Now, the Texans are laying three and a half. Total is 42 and a half. Do we know? Are we positive C.J. Stroud's going to play in this game? I mean, you called. I just, I don't, I, now you can't. Now you have no idea whether or not it's going to happen. And I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can realistically come in here and bet this without 100% confirmation that he's going to be out there. 
And at the very least, you're again talking about a divisional game where it's going to be pretty tight. And Tennessee, at least as we saw, I think it was a little bit more about the situation than anything else, but still can fight against some teams that are floating around in this area of a power rating standpoint. I don't think I feel comfortable laying over a key number without any confirmation at the very least that Stroud's out there. Neither do I. Couldn't do it. Nope. Um, The Raiders, after yesterday's impressive defensive performance, nothing on offense. Again, he did not complete a pass after the first quarter. Zero yards passing beyond the 62 he had in the opening stands. I mean, that's Devontae Adams Adams in fantasy. Hello. That was a fun one. I had him in only two leagues. You imagine if I told you beforehand, oh, the Raiders are going to win this game in Kansas City. You're thinking, oh, dude, you got to blow up, right? You got to score. You got to get this thing done. 62 passing yards. (laughs) 62 passing yards and no offensive touchdowns. And you were up comfortably, by the way, for a lot of that game. And now you're catching three going on the road against the Colts. And uh, what you just brought up, though, JVT, I'll throw it right back at you. Colts have to have the game. Yep. Need it. Jonathan Taylor's coming back. Mm. Yep. Lay an egg. Here's the underrated part about this thing game, I think. Gardner Minshew has not played particularly well this year. Part of the issue is he holds on to the ball too long. He has been under pressure on over 35% of his dropbacks this year. And part of that is offensive line play. Part of that is him. If you're going to invite Max Crosby to pressure you as a quarterback, that is going to be a nightmare for you. So I don't think that really bodes well here for Indianapolis. I think if they win and they cover, you're talking about a strong game on the ground for this team. But you better watch out because that's a matchup that the Raiders can totally exploit here. First of all, somehow Max Crosby is still underrated to this day. He's one of the best defensive players in the entire league. He deserves more credit than what he gets. And that team up front just completely pounded the Chiefs offensive line yesterday. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good point that you brought up. Uh, Arizona. Now this number was 12 yesterday. Arizona at Philadelphia. Now all the way down below the key number of 10. Eagles laying 9.5. Totals 47.5. Is that too big of a reverse movement here? Coming back on the favorites. Below 10 now, and is that is that total too short? I mean, I, I gravitated to the total immediately. Again, similar to what I think you could see Arizona and San Francisco, right? Where you're talking about Philly comes in. I think we're probably getting to the point where we're, we're getting a little too short on the number, but Philly is able to back at home. Because I even think yesterday, too, look, they built a pretty strong lead against New York, kind of let the foot off the gas and allowed the Giants to come back in. I didn't think there were any real true danger of losing the game against the Giants, but but still... I think this is one where you're talking about a game where we're looking at, like, what, 35-21? Would that be an unrealistic scenario no, here? No, that, that can happen for sure. As long as they keep Murray in the game and if they get down, yep. they're going to they're gonna keep chugging along on offense. They're gonna, he's going to try to make plays, and that's not going to go away. Now, the Seahawks, I don't know how they won that game against Tennessee on Sunday. Ridiculous. I was all over the Titans every which way but loose in that game. And uh, one of them got me because it was only two and a half in the contest out here. Oh, yeah. So that one really stuck a dagger in me. Now they're going to go back home. They're laying three and a half to Pittsburgh. And I don't want to get nuts here with what Pittsburgh looked look like against the Bengals. But are we, is this number a little bit too high here? Tomlin in the dog roll, which, you know, come on, we bring it up every time it happens. Yep. Here's another good example. Been brilliant at it. I mean, I, I guess the red flag would be the Steelers, Jake Browning in two starts against the Steelers has been absolutely terrible. 
And maybe that's just the connector, right? The Browning, whatever, something about this matchup. Browning has really trouble, a lot of trouble with what the Steelers put forward. And that going forward, this is still going to be like a Steelers team that was the one that lost to Indianapolis on, on that Saturday game. And so then you go in here and Seattle's able to do it. But I'm with you. Like, I don't think Seattle is marginally better than Pittsburgh. I don't think a lot of these teams are kind of in that nexus of where these teams are at are much better. So that, again, asking that team win by margin over a key number, three and a half, I don't know if I'm running to lay that. No, no, I think I would look at uh, the Steelers yeah. there. Uh, do you want to lay seven and a half with the Chiefs at home against the Bengals? Bounce back. Or do you want to tease them down? I think they're, oh, they're a prime teaser candidate. Absolutely. I think that's going to be the case. I just, I do wonder, like, there's, there could, and this could be it. By EPA standards, Bengals, fourth worst in the National yep. Football League. If there is something where the variance kind of bounces back here and you get good protection and all of a sudden Travis Kelsey comes to life, it would be a game like this, back mm-hmm. at home against, against Cincinnati. What a season for the Broncos. Now they're laying five and a half. This was six and a half. Total 38 and a half at home against the Chargers. And it might be simplistic, but I mean, similar to number what you laid against New England. I don't know if you trust Denver. I was really surprised to watch the market turn on them as hard as they did on, in that game of Detroit and then come back and push this thing up to near seven, yeah, seven and a half right. against New England. I, like, I don't know if Denver Broncos are a team that you asked to win by margin mm-hmm. against many teams. Yep. And then the Sunday night game that we have on New Year's Eve, Packers playing at Minnesota. Would you like to tease Min- uh, Green Bay up to like seven and a half or eight, depending on the book? DraftKings yes. says Minnesota minus one and a half. I think so. Addison could miss this week. Yep. Hawkinson. Not looking good. I read last night uh, Vikings bracing for the worst with with uh, TJ Hawkinson. Um, Nick Mullins, turnover machine. And, oh, by the way, throwing the ball a ton with Justin Jefferson back. But now they went to Green Bay. That was with Kirk Cousins, and uh, that was never a game. Vikings took him out easily. Now you're looking at Mullins here in this uh, defense. Yep. So it's going to be a lot of blitzing and a lot of heat brought upon Jordan Love. At what point do some of these Packers players come back and actually play? Is this going to be the week? Yeah. They got away with it without him this past week. They won the game. They didn't cover, but they won the game at Carolina. By the, by the way, I don't want to take a win away from your Packers. We need tenths of a second on the clock. I don't know if they would, the Panthers would have gotten it off, but still, you yeah. need tenths of a second. I hear you. NBA up next. Now that we're beyond the Christmas Day games, Aaron Renning, one of the best NBA batters in the world, is going to join the program Memphis is red hot since Ja Morant's return. Is he riding the Grizzlies train tonight as they play against the Pelicans? We'll ask him coming up on Follow the Money. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Got a lot of power here at the network, so I requested, nay, demanded that we keep this holiday special going. $79 gets everything we do until May 1st. Daily best bets, daily articles in every single sport. Our guys behind the scenes do an awesome job in terms of writing and content up on the website. Betting splits, betting guides. We're going to have one for the Super Bowl. We're going to have one for March Madness. We might have one just for a random weekend. Who knows? We do a lot of stuff. Check out everything we have to offer up on vcin.com and get your subscriptions options at vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, little NBA here as uh, we are now beyond the day, uh, the Christmas Day games. Aaron Renning joins the program now, one of the best there is in the entire world of betting uh, this sport. He's on X at ER Sports 1. Aaron, uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks for the time today. How are you? I'm doing great. Certainly happy uh, holidays to you guys and your audience, but good to be with you. So let's begin with uh, one of the games that we watched yesterday with the Celtics, and they looked impressive yet again, taking out the Lakers, covering all those numbers. Game goes over the total as well. 
Where are you at with their power rating compared to the rest of the league? And how does this team compare to some of the best teams that you've power rated over recent years? I mean, it's a good question. And I have uh, nothing but really positive things to say. Uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, this, this team was tremendous coming into the season. When I initially did their power rating uh, to start the, the year, I, I put in my notes, they can't be this good. <laughs> you know, I, so I had them power rated through the roof and, and I bet on them, you know, the, the first, I think two weeks of the season, but Hey, you know, let's be honest, the marketplace quickly caught on and there really wasn't a lot of value uh, with the Celtics, you know, pretty early after a while. With that said, I was uh, pretty shocked uh, that they were a three point favorite over the Lakers yesterday, but you know, Boston 23 and six, uh, straight up, I believe that includes yesterday, and but you know just a, a couple of units up uh, from a betting standpoint. But uh, I, you know, I think that starting five is just tremendous, about as good as I've seen. You know, I think a couple of questions, obviously, for the Celtics as they move forward. You know, can Jason Tatum kind of get into the stratosphere of a true MVP superstar? You know, we've been waiting for that for a couple of years. We've obviously seen seen signs of that, um, you know, to, to carry them to an NBA title, but I'm not sure he needs to be with so much firepower on this team, but you know, what you really love uh, to, for me about the Celtics team, you know, from a championship standpoint is, you know, you take their top six players, they're all plus defensive guys as well. You know, they, they can defend and obviously they're efficient from an offensive standpoint as well. You know, how, how they, they come down from, Missoula from a coaching standpoint will be interesting. I, I thought that and just kind of following him so far this year, uh, they learned some things or he learned some things uh, last year and basically said, you know, he, he kind of did uh, the bootenholzer, if you will, and just kind of ran their system in the playoffs. and didn't really adjust. So I think he learned from that and, you know, we'll see some better adjustments for them once they get into the playoffs. All right, speaking of power ratings and adjustments, uh, how much have you adjusted Memphis now that Morant's out there? Because, ER, I've been surprised that the resistance I've found from the market. I've bet I've been all three games since Jaws come back. He, he's made them exponentially better, but there seems to be this resistance. The market has moved against them in every single game since he's returned, including uh, today. We're finally starting to see this again. Open three and a half overnight. We're up to five and a half in favor of New Orleans. What, what have you made of this return for John, what you've done with Memphis? Uh, yeah, you know, I bet him the other night against Atlanta and I took a bad number, you know, the, the, the money just kept coming in, uh, on Atlanta. And, you know, I think you could even got the Grizzlies plus two, uh, at game time, certainly plus one and a half. So, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, when the Grizzlies first burst on the scene, like two or three years ago, perhaps, um, remember when Ja got hurt and the Grizzlies didn't miss a beat and they went on a tremendous run. And I, I did really well with them because I started betting them once he went out. But, you know, this year was just completely different uh, because they had struggled at the point guard position, number one, uh, more than anything. And really the guard position, they had just couldn't fill that, whatever they were doing. And, you know, they were, they were trying to run a new offense as well. So, um, you know, this year's team was just totally different than they've been over the previous year. So I thought, uh, him coming back, uh, you know, would give this team a, a tremendous lift. And, you know, it wasn't like he was coming back from injury uh, as well. So, you know, he'd been practicing with the team and, and, and around. But, you know, so I think that was a question. Would they hit the ground running? Obviously, that first half against New Orleans, they didn't. 
but they've come back and played very well uh, since that first half. And, uh, you know, I've been kind of betting them over the total. Finally had a winner the other night with Atlanta. Uh, I'll be on that uh, game over the total again tonight. I like it. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because when they just played, you brought that game up. You're right. They only had 41 at halftime. It was a slow, uh, a low-scoring first quarter ER when it was 25-21 Memphis. So uh, that total did actually take some money uh, on the under. It closed 228, 228 and a half. So we're sitting at about 229 and a half this morning. You're expecting more points in this game tonight, huh? Yeah, you know, JVT, you mentioned it with with the market because, you know, the money has been coming in against Memphis. Also, under the total, uh, all three Mm -hmm. of these totals uh, have gotten bet under the total. This one seems, you know, Mitch, as you mentioned, this one closed, you know, 229 the last time they played uh, essentially just a week ago. So I would expect, um, you know, this this to to exist kind of right as it is. But, no, I – I would expect Memphis, you know, that's the thing you have to understand about the Grizzlies so far this year. You know, they haven't been playing at that fast of a pace. They haven't been able to figure anything out from the, at the guard position. And, you know, again, running this new offense, it, it just, and they haven't shot well uh, with that. So mm-hmm. this offense should get much, much better. Obviously the pace uh, get better. And John doesn't really give you anything from a defensive standpoint. So yeah, it, it certainly would make sense that, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, you have to remember the Grizzlies, uh, as we just talk, uh, overall standpoint, nine and 19, this team needs to, to win a lot of these games where, you know, they're a short favorite or, or an underdog. All right, ER. So let's go to the inverse of power ratings. Um, when we're talking about Boston, hello, have you gotten on Detroit? Because the crazy part about this losing streak is they are five twenty and one by my count over the course of this 26 game losing streak. And they get Boston or excuse me, uh, Brooklyn here today again, how low have you gotten for Detroit? Because they're not even covering some of these numbers. No, it's it's bad. I mean, I, I certainly didn't see that coming. I thought Detroit had some uh, little bit of upside uh, coming into uh, the season, but boy, it's been uh, it's been bad. And you you mentioned just you know for a bad team to be that bad uh, against the, the point spread as well, you just don't see that uh, all the time. With that said. I probably uh, good. I, I didn't bet it yet, but I might come up uh, with a small bet on them uh, tonight. Just the fact that you know, obviously, they don't want to lose this, uh, uh, break this uh, losing streak here, or, or set the NBA record, uh, if you will. They are catching a bunch of points. It's kind of that back-to-back situation where uh, they just played the Nets uh, the other night. So, and obviously, the Nets win that game. So, it, it, it's it's a little bit of a plus situation for them. And, you know, obviously for me, it seems like, you know, they get Durham back and he's been their best player. You know, they've definitely missed him when he's been out. He's uh, expected to go here tonight. So they at least have some uh, positive things going for them. I think it's uh, worth probably uh, getting some sort of bet on them uh, tonight. Let's but, follow the money. But, but yeah, it's bad. Okay. Uh, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, our guest, Aaron Renning. Follow him on X. He's at ER Sports One. He's one of the best at betting the NBA that there is. Uh, the T-Wolves are the one seed right now. ER in the West up by two games. Nuggets are hot. They won five straight. They're two back. Uh, OKC currently the three seed. And uh, those two teams play tonight. OKC now is a five-point favorite. Um, I checked that. I'm sorry. Bob, it's between three and four. I was looking at the wrong game. They're between three and four this morning. Total is about 227 or so. Which team are you higher on overall between the Wolves and the uh, Thunder? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, i I've certainly bet the Thunder about more than any other team the last uh, year and a half, I guess. 
Uh, they've been great. It, it's really been impressive how they've just continued to excel and, and cover these numbers. But that said, I, I like this T-Wolves team uh, a lot as well. Probably haven't bet on them as much. Uh, again, it just seems like the, 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 you know, the marketplace was with them uh, pretty early uh, in the season. But, you know, you know, this is a game where you'd love to see uh, a guy like Towns play who's questionable, not sure if he's going to go here. Uh, tonight, as you see both teams at full strength, as far as being a playoff contender, uh, for me, it would be Minnesota. Uh, just the fact that you have, you know, kind of that game-changing player in Ant with Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, a high-powered guy like Towns, et cetera. And, you know, they're just so good from a defensive standpoint uh, when they're on as well. So, you know, there's plenty of firepower. I think last year, I, I remember I, ta- I took a huge flyer on them at uh, big odds to-, to win the West or whatever it was. So uh, I guess I have to be some sort of a, a believer in this team. Yeah. And we only have like 30 seconds here. Anything else that you like tonight? Uh, I think the Magic are in a great situation. I mean, Washington just comes back for, from a West Coast trip. You have a holiday here yesterday. They, they actually covered all four numbers, uh, but just a-, a dreadful spot here. So. I'll be on the magic tonight, guys. Very good. Love talking to you, man. Thanks so much for the time. Happy holidays. Have a great weekend, okay? Yeah, happy new year to you guys as well. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Yep. Yeah, uh, Aaron Running, ER, uh, and he's on X at ER Sports 1 as well. Very, very good on the association. Uh, one of my idols. It's awesome. Yeah. Good dude, too. Um, we do have a full card today in the yes. NBA. Your V-SIN's very own NBA senior betting analyst. We have to get into it. I have to ask you then. We'll forget winning the game. Will the Pistons finally cover tonight? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is follow the money on vsan All I ever want, not even just for the holidays, is NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FOLLOW. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code FOLLOW. The crown is yours. He's Jonathan Von Tobel sitting in today for Paulie Howard. I'm Mitch Moss. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. JVT is uh, also VSIN's NBA senior betting analyst. So on tonight's card, which is a full card overall, yes. um, are you, you brought this up to Aaron Running in the last segment uh, about p- potentially riding this Grizzlies train now that John Morant has come back. You bet him, what, every, you said every single game so yep. far? Yep. Are you betting them again? Well, here's the deal, right? Because now, open three and a half, Pel- uh, Pelicans up to five at almost every single book. Do you want to take the Grizzlies right now? Do you want to let it breathe for a minute? How do you want to approach this? Yeah, I mean, I'll let it breathe to see where it goes, but I've got enough evidence to say that the market's going to move against me here. It already has, as you mentioned. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't mind. Like, you go through the last, look at the last three games, right, for Memphis since Jaw has come back. Uh, you open up at about a seven, as we'll call it seven point underdog at New Orleans. Line closes eight and a half multiple spots. You end up getting that win outright 115 to 113. Though there, there's sometimes there's lines where I'm like, dude, we've talked about this. Before. Like, what am I missing? You open up as a four point favorite at home versus Indiana. That thing gets cut down to two and a half almost immediately. And I'm like, what are we missing? You're asking me to Jaws first game back home in that environment, right? Against the, the worst defensive team in the NBA that has trouble at the point of attack. I got to yeah. win by a possession. What am I missing? They go out there. They actually had a 19 point lead at one point, end up winning that game after a little bit of a, what do you call it, squeaky bum time, 116 to 103. Same thing with Atlanta. They're on the road against Atlanta. They open up as one point favorites. Sunspots, they close as two point underdogs against the worst cover team in the NBA. They end up winning outright again, too. So for me, I'm very much of the mindset, especially if you've been riding a trend, right? If you're somebody who's coming in in the midst of a trend and then trying to get in, I think you're in the spot where you're like, well, you're not getting the value, right? But for me, as somebody who has bet all three of these, I've gotten enough out of this where I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. But I, I view, and especially, with, by the way, Marcus Smart's questionable to play. So if you get him back here for Memphis against New Orleans, a team that, and I think with everything out on the table, they rate as equals to one another. Yeah, I'm going to do this again here uh, with Memphis. I think the market is wrong in playing against this team, and I don't know what they're seeing that would make you play against them with John Morant back on the floor. Okay, so that's a team that you've been right on so far. You've said this several times, that you're going to tap out betting the Pistons. Oh, I... And, and you're, you've not been a man of your word. You, you, you keep making a case for Detroit. There's right? a case tonight. Okay, then then make it. Go ahead, because they're they're catching six and a half in this game. They're at home against Brooklyn. I know ER brought it up in the previous segment again. They don't want to be on the wrong side of history here. Yep. How many times, by the way, five <laughs> is it five twenty and one ATS last twenty six? How many times have you bet count. against them? Yeah, uh, or bet on them. I haven't bet on them. Not as many. T- recently is where it's really come along for me, right? So like, I had them in the game against Utah. I didn't bet them against Atlanta, which I probably should have because that's one of the lone covers that they have here over the last month. Uh, but I went over their team total in that spot. Uh, I bet on them against Indiana, the first game out of the in season tournament, right when they were playing too. That lost by the hook. I think you were on that one as well. Yeah, yeah. So th- it's been about three or four times that I've bet on them. Uh, and have failed here down the stretch. But here's the, th- here's, the, here's the thing, right? If we're talking about, for me at least, from a pure number standpoint, you and I were discussing, if we're talking about home court being, I have it just under two and a half points. If you use two and a half as a nice round number, you were in Brooklyn the other day, you were catching nine and a half. That would put you, that would equate to about a four and a half point spread here on the road in Detroit. And yet here we are, you open seven. Again, like you're getting Jalen Duren back. You're back at home. The, the market is getting lower and lower on you as the season goes along, as this losing streak goes along. Just from a number standpoint, this should be a play on the Pistons. But I always give Doug Kazirian credit for this, and I, I have not decided whether you want to put yourself through it. 
But Doug, Doug had a great point. I don't know what game we were talking about. But he, he told me, he goes, look, it might be the right side, but do you really want to put yourself through it? Like, do you really want to sit there and watch Detroit today against Brooklyn and have them go down by like 12 almost immediately and have to sweat this thing out and watch Pistons basketball? Mm. I might. But I do think from a number standpoint, the, the market would at least agree because that opener of seven is down to six and a half, especially with Duran back. The number would say the play is on Detroit. Would you agree with ER that Duran's their best player? I would. I, I still think Cade's their best player. I, I think in terms of his value, though, he is probably their second most valuable player for okay. sure. Because I like, like I've talked. I think you and I brought this up at one point. I don't know if Killian Hayes has like Monty Williams family hostage or whatever it is. I don't know how he continues to get the minutes that he does for this team. I don't know why you go dual big lineups when they're healthy as much as you possibly do. But in terms of what he does for them on the offensive glass and rebounding, I would say absolutely he is their second best player without question. Okay. Uh, how concerned were you? I know that uh, Kawhi did not play. Neither did Porzingis, though, yep. for the Celtics. How concerned were you for your uh, Clippers futures when uh, they hosted the Celtics last week and they were absolutely obliterated at home? I don't think I was too worried because, like you mentioned, like Kawhi's missed the time. Like Kawhi didn't play. He's dealing with like a small hip contusion that he has suffered in their win. I think what was it? Who they beat the other day that he that he suffered? Either way, he's dealing with hip contusion that kept them out of the last two games. Right. Um, I think it was the Mavericks game. So, like, if they're not at full strength, then I'm, I don't think I'm too worried. Uh, when you kind of take losses the way that you have been the last couple of ones. Now, if Kawhi had played and they went out there and all of a sudden you're like, holy smokes, like this team's really taking it on the chin, then I think you're concerned. But this has been a really active team. You know, uh, quite a few back-to-backs that Kawhi's been playing through, quite a few three- and four-night situations. So to kind of come back home right in front of what is a, for them at least at this point of the season, a solid layoff, right? And then you're right back at home to get ready for Charlotte today. I think it just made sense that you were probably going to find a spot where they were just kind of a little loose after a tough uh, three-game stretch that ended with the back-to-back Dallas OKC. So I'm not too concerned. Would you consider Atlanta and the Pelicans, um, check that, Atlanta and the Pacers to be similar teams? I think so, yeah, pretty similar. Okay, so the Rockets are hosting the Pacers tonight, right? And this total now is taking money. Uh, surprise, surprise, it's a Pacers game, so people are betting the over here. But that opened uh, 236 and a half mm-hmm. up to 238. Um, that's the high point right now in the market, the way it looks at Circa. Houston's laying three. They just played the Hawks last week. I was on Houston in that game. I remember. That's, so the, was I. that's the game that the Hawks could not miss. Um, so, I mean, I guess you're going to, if you're going to make a case for the Pacers here tonight, is it going to be, are they going to have 15 threes at, in the first half? And that's why I'm going to lose the bet. Yeah. Right, but it's it's kind of where they were against the Hawks in that game. Now taking on kind of a similar team here in the Pacers. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a fair assessment. I, I do think that there is something here to the point where, and for Indiana, one of the things you're going to want, obviously, uh, Bruce Brown is questionable, so that's going to be one of the big ones that's going to affect. The, you know, he's awesome, obviously, and really helps him out in terms of pace and scoring. So we'll see if that uh, if he ends up playing or not because he is worth I think about a point to the total. Um, but when you look at this overall. For Indiana, one of the things that I'm kind of interested in that could play effect into the, uh, the total here, it's only a small sample size, but three out of the last five games have gone under Mitch, and they've actually been skewed more to the under here in the month of December. I think teams are starting to figure it out a little bit more, especially in the half court against this team. Like we saw the uh, Lakers put it forth on paper, which is like, all right, just start blitzing off of these pick and rolls. Like start putting two bodies in front of Tyrese Halliburton. It at least slows you down a little bit here, forces some missed shots on their end, and it allows you, and you could take advantage on the other end because they're not very good defensively. And if you're scoring with efficiency, well, then those rebounds don't necessarily lead to outlet passes and, and transition opportunities. 
So I think we're starting to see the playbook here. The teams are taken against Indiana, and I think that kind of lends itself to an under, and especially for a Houston team that has played as well as they have at home this season and has the capabilities of defending at a really high level. Houston this year, 12-2 and two straight up and against the spread at home, 9-5 and five to the under. And I think that's why. They're, they're not a particularly efficient offense, but they're awesome on defense. I think I'd actually, especially with Bruce Brown here, I'd lean toward the under. But the market's going to bet these Pacers games over every Yeah, time. pretty much every game. Rockets, by the way, are the best team in the NBA at home. Covering numbers, they are 11-2-1 so mm-hmm. far on the season. Let me give you this. Um, I'll throw something random out at you right now. This is uh, the month of December for a player. He's averaging, we'll round up, he's averaging 17 points per game over 33 minutes. He is uh, shooting 50% from the floor, 36 from three, 85% from the free throw line. He had 31 and 10 last night for the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Jaime Jaquez? That's the individual. Yep. Is there any way that he can get like into a serious conversation here for Rookie of the Year? He's 40 to 1. He's the third guy on the odds board today. I don't think so. No. I, I, that's... I, yeah. I just think there's too much name value at the top, right? Like Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama are names. Wembanyama is obviously the best prospect we've seen since LeBron. Chet Holmgren is the top, like the rookie that we've been waiting to watch for over a year. I just, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, like he should be part of the conversation. All right, cool, we talked about him, right? But and what's the real? It, yeah, what's the realistic? That's why I wish some of these awards, these awards markets, would be so cool if you did get like place of finish. Over under place of finish, things like that, to add some value, like to, to add some different ways to to attack this. Yeah, because that's where it gets interesting. Well, here here's what I want to bet on. I, I want like every sports book to offer who's going to make first team all rookie. They that's what I want at the beginning of the year, and then they take it down. Yep. The, oh, somebody do. Yep. Okay. DraftKings had it because, and we're not allowed to bet at, D, at DK. Yep. But Hakez, the night of the draft, a sports book or multiple offered you know rookie of the year odds. And with that landing spot in Miami, I saw 100 to 1. I'm like, I, just in case something happens to Chet, if something happens to, to Victor, I have to 100 to 1. Thank you. I love the landing spot. I love the player. And it's working out better than I ever imagined. But he to overcome Chet and yeah. Wembenyama, what he's going to, I'm not even going to say it out loud, what he needs to happen. You need, and you need a number like you have already. Not betting it. To get involved. Yeah. Up next, we have to discuss the MVP after last night's, who boy, massive stink bomb by Brock Purdy. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.